I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I'm back. Hey, buddy. It's Troy Dog Verb, the host of your favorite podcast now, The Squad Pod. I'm back from vacation. I went island hopping with my family, my lovely wife, Ginger Dog, and my two kiddos, Bub Dog and Duke Dog. We had a good time at the beach. We found seashells. We went island hopping. Uh, what else we do? We want to eat, of course. Like, what else you do at the beach? You just have good times. Um, so yeah, I'm back. And I feel like I missed like an entire month of the world. So a little scatterbrained at the moment because I got a lot going on. But, but we have a couple week break here in the schedule. So that'll give me time to catch up and catch up with some riders. I got some good stuff planned for next week. I, uh, I wanted to get A-Ray on this week because we had to talk about some retirement stuff and I wanted to go down memory lane with him to chat about all the memories and good times we've had in his career because he called it a career a couple of weeks ago and I'm still not ready for it. So that one's going to be touching. I'm going to cry and he's at a, he's on his bachelor party right now. So we'll get to that next week. I let him have, have time. He said it wasn't a good idea. And I was like, eh, it might be. It might be a good idea. Like you could just be say the same things you're going to say next week anyway, because I don't think you're going to be different. But, you know, those times are special in your life, so we'll save it for next week. So Aries coming up. Let's see, what I got? I got Iron Man coming up. Yep. I thought about uh, some content we're going to be doing from there. I got a lot of different ideas. I got a couple of different ideas from you fans out there. But if you have an idea and you want to submit it, email me, Troy at verbmoto.com. And um, yeah, I might use your idea and I'll shout you out with the uh, the content. So whatever you want to see happen at Iron Man, if you want me to, I don't know, get popsicles or ice cream with, I don't know, Kevin Moran's if he's even racing or... We should, we should do some key features with, with Luke Rensland or, I don't know, just whatever you want. Like, you want me to, you want me to, uh, I don't know, go mess with some fans with, like, Levi Kitchen or something, make some hot dogs? Let's do it. I'm sure Chef will be down. Oh, speaking of Chef, he was supposed to be on this week. I think he's, he's uh, every time I invite him on, he does other pods. And by other pods, I mean the Paul Pemex show. Like, I know you're going to do that one instead because Steve's got such a big following and all this stuff. But, like, like, dude, save time for, for little guys like T-Dog. Like, I'm here too. But it's all good. Chef will be on soon. We got to do an Ask Chef segment and all kinds of stuff. So he'll come up soon. This week, we got the uh, Guts Racing Power Rankings, as always. I I didn't write any last week, so... I'm probably just going to do this next week's um, uh, installment because it's I don't have anything for last week. I was like, if you want Twisted Tea to be number one, like that's number one. Like that right there. I had plenty of them on the beach and it was fantastic. And I figured out that the peach flavored one is my second favorite other than the original. So that's good times. Then uh, we got uh, Derek Kelly on the squad update. Yeah, Derek's been through the ringer since Supercross ended, and no one really knows what he's been through. And he's been quiet about it, and I begged him long enough to come on the pod and tell everyone what he's been through. There's been some talk on Twitter, like, oh, he ruined my fantasy team. Well, when you hear his story, you'll learn that uh, it's, it's more, to, more to life than just a game. I mean, it's just he's been uh, going through it. So listen up for that later on. You know, Derek Kelly, big part of the squad, DK Dog. So, looking forward to that. You got to hang out. That'll be the second interview. But up first is a man that I haven't talked to in about like 13 years. He was a, uh, a one time standout amateur in the A classes, um, number 45, Lance Vincent. He's going to come on. He's going to Loretta's. That's actually really cool. He's racing Loretta's next week. So, um, I'm going to get a life update on him 
and what he's been up to. Um, I haven't done the interview yet, so I'm not sure what he's been up to. Um, but I'm going to dive in some amateur questions too and what it was like being a pro for a bit. I remember he had a run-in with Barsha at one time, so I'm going to get his thoughts on that too. Just, uh, Lance, we we, uh, we hung out a little bit at Minio's and uh, Texas National back in 09-2010 when he was in his final year. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Lance. It's been a bit. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. Get, get some uh, different content. No one's heard from Lance in quite some time. So we got that all and more coming up. All right, if you read T-Dog's Takes a couple weeks ago, I can't remember when, before vacation, obviously, I want, I want to touch on this because, man, I wrote about it in five things. Oh, also, guys, if you know me, I write on verbmoto.com like every day. So five things is a weekly segment of mine. T-Dog's Takes is a weekly segment of mine. I do power rankings and I do Troy Dog Shack. I do everything. I do Slaw's Job. I do everything easy if it's good and slaw wrote it it was me so if it was terrible he wrote it but anyway back to it jet is uh is very well on his way to 22 and 0 and i'm on the record of saying that he's gonna do it i don't see why he wouldn't obviously chase is getting close he washed the front end as he was uh chasing him down but man i just the the 10 10 second lead thing for jet he just can maintain that he gets out front and he sprints and he gets that 10 second lead and then guys get close and he just he's motors away he does what he needs to do if chase does hound him that's the only way that he's going to get beat or if he crashes or has a dnf with a bike issue but i'm feeling really confident that he's going to go 22 and 0 he's got uh six motos left so it's uh, very impressive for a 19-year-old rookie. I can't, I can't even believe this. I thought we'd have several different moto winners at this point. But yes, I wanted to touch on that. If you want to read more about it, go back and read Troy Dog's takes from a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I got a good one coming out about Hayden Deegan, and you can go read it right now because when this pod comes out, that's going to be out. So make sure you read that every week. It's opinion column. It's great. I have to take a stance. And it's sponsored by Yamaha. It's just, yeah, Yamaha sponsors me. Blue Crew. I'm Blue Crew. My kid's Blue Crew. Everything's Blue Crew. So, definitely uh, check all that stuff out. Alright, on to the power rankings. For 33 years, Guts Racing has prided themselves on being innovators in seat technology. If you're looking for a comfortable and stylish place to park your rear end on your dirt bike, then look no further. Guts carries an extensive product line of seat covers and foam, no matter what you ride. Use the promo code VERB20 at checkout to save on your order. All right. Thanks to the folks at Guts Racing for sponsoring this. Um, just buy everything. VERB20 is the code. Just just buy them out. Let Andy retire early. You know, he's a great guy. So he wants you to have the best seat in the business. And if you have Guts Racing, that's what you'll have. So buy it all. And... Uh, Let's get to these power rankings. So number one this week, these are not posted yet. They're just in my notes. This is great. This is a first. You're getting this right off the rip. I haven't even written about them yet. So number one, number one this week is me. And I'll tell you why. I've, uh, I took my little summer break, you know, a little vacation. And all you haters out there who say I get lost going to the bathroom in my own house. Well, I went to Florida and I didn't get lost one time. I drove all, they say 16 hours is where, where we vacationed at. But we were on the road for like at least 20. And I drove it all with two kids in the car and a ginger dog. And uh, I, I just, I did it. You know, I got in the zone. Everyone was driving like crazy, getting cut off on the road, on the highway. No one cares about their lives. We saw a couple crazy accidents. Just getting cut off by semis left and right. And Troy Dog hammered down. I rode defensive, but I felt like I was doing a perfect season like Jet out there. I was just keeping away from all the creepy people and just vibing, bobbing and weaving. So I hammered down. I learned a lot about life in this trip, um, just in general, um, you know, writing for 
for dirt bikes. It was a nice little break to, to get away from it for a little bit. Um, especially being a big CEO like I am, uh, you get a little burnout sometimes. So I got a nice little break and, uh, just started planning for next year. I think I'm going to really hit it harder than I have been. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, I think you'll find that we got some good stuff coming. So look forward to that. Number two, I have to go Jetson. I mean, Jetson is the, uh, he's undefeated. He hasn't lost a race since May and he was on the podium. And the last time I looked, I went back and looked and this is way better than my Freddie Norton interview because I got facts. I looked, I triple checked. Jet Lawrence has not been off the podium since last year at Unadilla when he got fourth overall. That's almost a year now. And um, that's insane. I mean, the guy's undefeated now. He's got seasoned veterans chasing him. He's just unbelievable. So he's going to go 22-0. and 0, I believe it. And uh, that's insane. The kid's insane. Another kid, number three, Deegs. 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 I'm going to make that stick. Deegs. I didn't see 1-1 happen in a Washougal. That was cool. That was a statement ride. And uh, he went on the podium and and talked some more American. You know, I'm the top American. Hunter's supposed to win all these, and I'm 17. I'm not supposed to be winning this, but he did. You know, he put it, he put it out there. He he rode strong and um, won one. Pulled within three points of Hunter in the championship standings. Uh, this is gonna be a race. Six more motos. Um, he's here to stay, and uh, the amount of growth that this guy has shown this year is insane um won the red bud combine last year didn't even start super cross he was doing i guess he did but he was doing the uh, futures races before um didn't even win it by the way but you know he, he stuff happens but now he's in the championship hunt for an outdoor uh number one plate so uh pretty impressive by deegs deegs Number four, Loretta Lins. Yep, it's uh, next week already, and we're going to see a new crop of, uh, well, we've kind of already seen them already come in. They've come and gone, but they're going to be back at Unadilla, making their pro debuts, a select few of them. I uh, always look forward to the Horizon Award winner. Last year's winner, Hayden Bra- Caden Braswell, is uh, doing great this summer for the Trolley Designs Gas Gas team. Um, so, you know, that's coming up. Uh, we get to see a new crop of super mini riders, B riders. I mean, the classes are always stacked. It's always fun to see some uh, old pros come out. We got Lance Vincent coming out to race. I, I can't even remember who else. I got to go look at the, the lineup, but I love Loretta's. I love the vibe. I just don't want to go there anymore because, uh, I went once. It was kind of good. I swept my butt off and, you know, this was back when Loretta's didn't have air conditioned media tent. I had to sit in the fan with uh, I had to share a fan with Kevin Kelly, Wes Kane, and uh, Weege in the tower as I wrote race reports. I had it easy, but uh, you know Wes Kane up in there. Hey, all right, scoot over. I need a little fan. You know, it's like, all right, Wes, I got it, buddy. So um, yeah, Loretta's it's a week you'll never forget, and uh, I, I like to watch it from the comforts of my home now. Uh, so. It's coming up. Looking forward to it. Number five is the Cincinnati Reds. Lifelong fan here. So as you know, I like Payne. Well, this year, Payne is non-existent right now because we, we are going to win the National League. We got a bunch of kids coming up and they're just destroying the league right now. A man named Eli De La Cruz has been a big part of that. Jonathan India. Trade rumors are happening. He's the uh, glue holding this team together, I think. But uh, I'm going to a Reds game for my birthday, actually, um, next Friday. So I'm looking forward to that. Love the Reds. I, uh, Well, you guys want to know, I have a huge baseball cards collection full of, of Reds players. And um, coming up, we're going to do some more baseball content, I think. We got RJ Hampshire and Chris Betts want to come on and talk some baseball with me. So that'll be fun. We'll just talk about how the Reds are going to dominate for the next 10 years. So the Reds, man. 
Cincinnati sports are uh, heading the right direction, you know, with the Bengals, who I did give up on, so I can't, like, claim them for my own. But I never gave up on the Reds. Through all the hardships, I've been there for them. And I just, it's America's first team, you know. And, uh, yeah, the Reds coming up. Thanks to Ellie De La Cruz, Spencer Steer, Jonathan India, Matt McLean. Matt McLean's my favorite, I think. That dude's insane. But uh, I'll, if you're just here for dirt bike stuff, we'll just we'll just get on to the next interview then. Lance Vincent is next, and then after that, stay tuned for the squad update with Derek Kelly. All right, here we go. Lance Vincent, my man. You, uh, I saw your name on the Loretta's entry list. Um, you haven't been around dirt bikes in about a decade, so why are you coming back? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been right about ten years. I think I had quit in uh, 2013, and uh, here we are, 2023. So right at ten years. Uh, yeah, just uh, I've been wanting to go back to Loretta's to do the plus 25 since I turned 25, but life had other plans. Uh, had had two young boys, and life got busy with work, and just felt the timing wasn't right. So. This year came around, and a buddy of mine called me to go do a race, a local race at the uh, in Texas. So I went, felt good, uh, and then the, the stars aligned. So here we are going to Loretta's. It's funny how one little race you you still see like like you still have the speed to make it to Loretta's after ten years off. That like doesn't make sense to me. You know, like yeah, yeah. That was uh that was the biggest decision. Uh, the biggest factor in the decision was when I went race pro challenge, obviously I got kind of tired because I hadn't rode in 10 years, but I felt good on the bike when I wasn't tired. And then uh, also like the race seemed uh, like slow motion. I don't know if maybe my brain matured or what, but the race felt like it was slow. So it made me feel even more comfortable than I ever felt. So that was a big thing that I was like, okay, well, I guess I can still go pretty good. So we'll give it a run. Right. So you literally just, when you walked away, you, you'd never got on dirt bike. You never raced. You just got rid of it completely. Yep. I, uh, I, I quit April of 2023. Actually we were at a uh, high point was my last race and I quit. And then I didn't, I didn't sit on a bike until 2000, 2000, uh, 2015. I had bought a Honda 250F. Hmm. It was just a stock bike and I rode for, I don't know, probably I put maybe four or five hours on the bike in the two years I had it. And then I was like, yeah, this ain't going to work because there's no, there's no, real tracks by my house and everything and for me to get out of town to go ride it's just a big old mess so never was able to ride and then finally i just decided to sell that bike and then i didn't look at a bike again until uh it was actually september of 2022 i went race the pro challenge in tyler texas and then from there i got a bike in january and then uh, from January till now, I was able to ride. Um, I think I put 36 hours on the bike. So I got 36 hours under my belt in 10 years. That's what we're going on. <laughs> so so what have you been, been up to, um, you know, as far as work and, and family life? Just what's been keeping you busy? <clears throat> yeah, so when I quit racing, I went work in the oil field. Uh, I did that offshore in the Gulf of Mexico for four years. I was uh, measuring oil and gas coming out the ground. And then uh, I went to Midland, Texas for two years. Um, basically, long story short, just helping helping to get the oil out the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that for two years. And then that was one of the biggest reasons why I quit racing was I was ready to be home because I was on the road since I was 14, like living in different States and everything. And I was just 
when I was 21, I think I quit. I was just ready to go home, like go home and have a normal life. So that was the biggest, like one of the biggest factors on why I decided to quit. However, when I started working, the, the job I chose, I was never home again. So I was like, wow, right. this backfired. So for those six years, I was like, this still isn't what I was the main reason why I quit racing. So after six years of that, I quit the oil field and I moved back home and I started doing real estate. And I've been in real estate for about three and a half years now. Um, in that whole 10 year time frame, uh, I had two little boys not long after we, not long after I quit, uh, racing. I got married in 2014. We had, uh, two kids in 2015. They're 10 months apart. Uh, uh two boys. They're seven and eight years old. And, uh, yeah, for the last eight years, we've just been raising them and, and working. Uh, they keep us busy, so they do a bunch of sports now, and my youngest one rides a little bit here and there with me. Yeah, you've been definitely busy. You know, raising kids is no joke, and uh, it, it makes the time go fast, that's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's cool you're coming back to Loretta's and racing. Um, you just doing 25-plus class? Yeah, I was uh, – I actually signed up for uh, Open Pro Sport and Plus 25 open pro sport uh the first moto didn't go too great uh we did decent the second moto and at freestone was the regional it was all i think it was like five five uh four motos in the day in one day and i just i didn't have the stamina to to do that so i just dropped out of the uh open pro and just decided to do just the plus 25 and and then also at Loretta's, like my main goal to go to Loretta's was I wanted to enjoy it. I wanted uh, to enjoy it with my family and let them kind of live through what, you know, was a big part of my childhood. So I felt like uh, just doing one class, focusing on one class over there was was going to be, you know, a better for what we were trying to get out of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I. I uh, was looking back in the vault um, just to see, just to refresh my memory. Um, when you you first went to Loretta's in 06, you did 06, 07, 08, and 09 there. Um, the the last three years, you know, podium guy, you were in that 250B stock moto with Lieb when he went 1-1-14, and you were, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest championship battles I think I've ever seen there. But um, just kind of go through those years you had honda of houston support when it was a huge team um just kind of start there just kind of go through how you got uh that support through them and and your rise through the amateur ranks yeah so the first year i made it was uh 2006 i believe i was riding for honda lafayette just our our local honda shop here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, that was a total experience. We just went and we didn't know what we were going to do. We just went there. I, I don't. I, I think I got like thirtieth place or something. It was. It was strictly uh, all just for fun, and nobody from Louisiana was really racing Loretta's at that point. So it was kind of we had a big old posse, and I didn't do too great, but it was it was a fun event. And then we went back. I believe, uh, 2007, eight and nine. And those years were with Honda Houston. Um, basically the way I got that ride was just, uh, that's about three, three and a half hours from, uh, where I live. So that was kind of the, the go-to area for, for us because where I live, we only have one track and, it's not, it's not set up to go to become a professional dirt bike rider. It's, it's just your, your average, uh, night track. And so we would have to travel to Texas pretty much every weekend to go ride some good tracks and just, just going to Texas and racing every weekend over there. Uh, 
you know, Sean at Honda Houston had called us and offered us, offered us a ride with Honda. So we got on, on, the, on that program and then we just built from, from that first year there. It was, uh, it was my super mini year, my B year, and then my A year that we rode for them. Uh, we had some really good results and that was kind of the time where I moved to, uh, California with Christian Craig and Mike Craig. Mm. And that was, uh, I had good bikes then. I had a uh, good suspension. I had, uh, a good program going and, and then I was riding with some good kids in California. So that was kind of really what, what picked up my speed and, and everything. And then, that's whenever the podium started happening at Loretta's. You know, yep. those, uh, those last three years, super minis and then intermediate a year. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, at, at the end of Oh nine there at Minio's, there was a lot of Lance Vincent hype. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Just, there was the buzz in the pits. I was there. We did some interviews with you and, just the step up to a class you were on kind of on fire that year um going into 2010 yeah that was uh 2010 that was going into 2010 that was probably my i was probably at my prime right there as an amateur and then uh it was actually a freestone the regional for loretta's in 2010 that I, I tore my labrum I crashed and tore my labrum and that was I think that was like a four-month deal that I was off the bike so that's why I missed Loretta's in 2010 and then uh we just uh we just got ready straight for Supercross after that and then we turned pro 2011 straight to Supercross and we had a really really good rookie year in supercross had a bunch of top top sevens to seven eight and i think we finished uh seventh overall in the points in the vegas shootout we went seven seven so that was a real good rookie year and then i think uh in 2009 it was just like it was a, a turning point where my amateur went from like you know that fifth sixth seventh place guy to to a championship seconds and thirds consistently. Like I had won, uh, I believe it was 2009. I won this championship at Oak Hill. I believe I won a Supercross championship at, uh, Minio's. And then 250B stock. I think it was, uh, that was OE at Loretta's with lead. Mm-hmm. I really felt like that was a, that was one that got away a championship that got away at Loretta's, but it was just a misfortunate event in the 10 commandments. And I ended up going down pretty hard. And I think I DNF that moto, but the other two, uh, the other two motos were good. I think I won the third moto and I think I got like second or third, the first moto, but that DNF threw it away for me. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was I think the hype was that that 2008 going into 2009. That was kind of where my I was I was at a good little peak there. Yeah, I mean, you always had the the best looking uh, bikes, and then you know Fox Gear, just the whole setup was awesome, and you were you know ripping, and you kind of came out of nowhere with it. So it was it was an interesting story at the time, and even like when you turned pro you got a Geico fill-in ride too. So, um, yep, we did the supercross deal, our own privateer supercross deal. And then, uh, we were getting our, our outdoor bike ready. And then, um, I think it was Will Hahn had got hurt and there was somebody else, maybe Wharton, Blake Wharton. I think both of those guys were hurt. So they gave me a, uh, it was for the first five rounds. It was a fill-in ride, and uh, we had some really good shining points, but just wasn't a whole weekend put together. That that was 
you know, a package. It was, uh, we had a good start and then we would be running, you know, top three for 15, 20 minutes and then something would happen. I'd crash or I think at Thunder Valley, me and Wilson went at it for a while and, and, uh, Ryan Sipes and then I had an electrical issue with the bike. So it was just always something like something freak that would like ruin the weekend, whether it was me or the bike or whatever it was. Just couldn't put a whole weekend together. We'd have one good moto and then one bad moto. It's and just... then after after those five rounds, I went I went back on my privateer bike and finished out the season on that. It's just a really cool story though, because you were a rookie, you did your own deal, team picks you up. I mean, it was you said five rounds. Yeah, it was five five round deal. So so what was it like riding for them? The bike was was surreal like the uh i mean i actually told them to calm the calm the motor down it was too fast which like when i told them that they were like no 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 don't 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 feel like you can't tell us that because we had to do the same thing when when justin borsha got on our bikes so i guess it was you know they got those bikes so dialed in that i guess from amateur to that bike it's a, it's such a big jump that even, even Justin had to tell him, Hey, calm this thing down a bit. And then obviously he worked his way into the speeding it back up, but it was just, uh, the whole, the whole program, man, they had, a they had it dialed in. It was, it was a sweet experience. The only thing I wish I, I had that I never ever had was a full, like, uh, riding and training program like you live at this place and you're going to ride four days a week uh you're going to do four 30 minute motos a day for four days a week and you're going to road bike or run or exercise this many times a week like i never had that that program like that it was just kind of ride ride as much as you think you need to ride and work out whatever you feel like is is good so i that's kind of where I kind of got lost in the whole thing. I never had a, a program or a, tr- a real trainer to, hey, this is what you got to do. As far as doing the work, that was that was not an issue for me. I mean, I, I'll do whatever anybody said. Mm-hmm. It was just the program. I was missing the whole program. Yeah, looking back on it now, I mean, you were young. I mean, I think you turned pro and you were, what, 18? So I can see in hindsight how you might have seen like, Hey, if I did this, it might've worked out different. But I mean, the fact that you had the chance to ride for a team like Geico Honda, like your rookie season, it shows how, how strong you were, um, on your own ride. So that's, that's pretty cool accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, I had, don't get me wrong. I had people help throughout the time. Like Mike helped me as far as riding goes, but Mm -hmm. like I said, it wasn't, Hey, today we're going to the track and we're doing four forties or four thirty plus twos or, you know, and after that, we're going to go on a recovery road bike. It was just like, he was there like, hey, let's go ride. We're going ride today. And we would just ride, ride whatever, whatever that day brought. That's what we rode. And then I had, a, I think in 2012, I had stayed at a Trampus Parker's house for training for Supercross. But uh, that was, we, we, in 2012 and 13, I, we fought the bike so bad that KTM had that new new chassis and stuff on that bike, and we just could never get it dialed in. I was never comfortable on the bike, and that played a, a big part of those two years as far as results and comfortability and just all that stress on, on a young person. Mm-hmm. It was just that, that all took a toll and just really made me want to go home even more. So that was kind of in hindsight, like I look back at it now and I'm like, yeah, I quit too early. Like another, I should have easily done another two, three years. And I feel like I could have figured things out, got another chance on a, on a, on a real good team and bike and, and made a, a great career out of it. I definitely had the speed and the drive and the work ethic and all that for it. It was just, uh, you know, at, at that point in time, I had just decided to, to walk away from it, which 
in my opinion, was too early. But the thing that helps me with that is I believe uh, everything happens for a reason. So I just lean on that, and God had other plans. So, I mean, I'm happy where I'm at. So there's no uh, there's no real regrets from it. Yeah, and you got to walk away healthy on your own terms. You know, yeah, I actually I'm I turned 31 uh, August 25th, right after Loretta's. I'll be 31 years old, and I feel I feel the best I've ever felt in my life at 31. Like I I don't uh, drink at all. I used to drink. I don't drink at all. I eat bet cleaner now than I ever ate in my life. I'm on a routine. I don't I don't drink coffee. I mean, I, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, it's my energy is wide open all day. My focus is awesome. My mood is great. So, I mean, I'm, I feel better now than I've ever felt. And even in my racing, the seven, no, 14 years that I raced dirt bikes, like I never really got hurt, knock on wood, but hmm. I've only had, I broke a wrist. I tore my labrum and I tore a ligament in my left ankle. And that was, that was like my only injuries in 14 years. And I know people who do that in a year. Yeah. No, so, uh, for sure. I mean, that plays a big part on, I think why I feel great at 31. So it, I remember when I was 20, like 22, 23, everybody used to tell me, Oh, you're going to hurt. You're going to hurt. You're going to hurt. Watch when you're 25, watch when you're 30. <laughs> and every time I hit that mile mark, I, I go tell those people that tell me that. I'm like, hey, I just turned 30. I feel great. <laughs> that's, that's the goal, man. But I, think that... it's, I think it's a big part of it. It's like taking care of your body, you know, stretching, working out, staying active, eating right, putting <laughs> good stuff in your body. That That's I mean, that's, it goes a long way. I didn't know that as a kid, obviously. <laughs> right. But now that I'm older and I experienced it, so I'll take that and, uh, try to, try to put it into somebody that's younger than me so they can learn from it. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch base here before you went. I know you, you have a busy schedule. You're leaving for, uh, Loretta's in a little, you know, a couple of days or so, but. Um, just go have fun and, uh, you know, enjoy seeing people you haven't seen in a long time. That's going to be the coolest part, I think. Yeah. I, uh, I still talk to, I don't know, just a handful of people that I was real close with in the, uh, industry for so long. And I mean, I met people all over the, all over the U S so I still talk to a few of them. Um, I'll see a lot of them over there. Our main goal for Loretta's is uh, go have fun, obviously stay safe. And, uh, you know, I'd really like to to win the championship. I, I, before I committed to going to race Loretta's, I knew I wouldn't be able, be able to prepare like I would want to just because of work and kids and married life and all for that sure. stuff. So I wasn't able to ride and train like I, I really wanted to. I've just been riding once maybe twice a week so i would love to go win the championship but even a podium or top five will be happy and main thing is stay safe get to go see all my all my old friends all my old sponsors so i'm looking forward to it we should uh we'll be packing up tonight and heading out probably tomorrow morning that's our plan you'll have to stop by the the verb tent and go see uh wes i'm sure he'd want to see absolutely you. oh yeah Wes, uh, is uh, Walter's going to be there? He might be. He doesn't really work for us too much, so I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he, he does his own thing with Monster, I believe, now. So uh, he might be. Yeah. I don't see why he would I remember be. back in, like, 7, 8, 9, Walter's was working for Verb at the time. Like, I think full time. But he was the one filming our, our age group coming up. So we were pretty close back in the day. Yeah. That's actually how I met you. Um, you probably don't even remember, but I was at Oak Hill with him, and we were just pounding around. It was, you know, dark. It was a race night, probably, and we we're just trying to mess with you and hang out. And <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just wait. Didn't we go eat at Chili's? We did. We this one? Yeah, you do remember. Yeah, I do. Uh, 
yeah, my mechanic Coon, you remember him? I do. He was crazy, honestly. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually coming work for me at Loretta's. <laughs> That's awesome. He was. <laughs> I called him. I said, "Hey, we're going to do Loretta's." He was like, "No, you're not." I said, "I'm telling you, we're going to do Loretta's this year." And then it took him like two or three weeks, and he saw me riding and stuff. He's like, "We really going?" I was like, "Yeah." And then I, ever since then, he was like fully on board. So, yeah, he's coming with us. Man, the whole team. Be, the we're whole team. Old school. Yeah, that's even cooler. That's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember um, that night in that. Uh, I think we played poker that night too at under Hunter Houston tent. I think so. Yeah. That yeah. vague, I vaguely remember that. I definitely remember the chilies. Yep, I and, remember chilies. Yeah, that was good, good times. Time. Good times. That was a good time. We were just kids, you know, just trying yeah. to figure out our way. <laughs> but that's uh, another thing. Like I try to explain to like people back home as like the childhood we got to live and experience. I say childhood, childhood all the way to early twenties. That was like unreal. It's it's you can't even describe it to somebody unless they go go do what we got to go do yeah it was definitely different and just watch just i wasn't a racer i was just a media guy trying to come in and and just seeing you guys what it took um you know especially when you're trying to turn pro and racing those events i mean it's a grind and it's a yeah it's a small even like for your 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 point of view like just being able to to go witness all that and meet all the people throughout those years i mean that's that's something right there that, you know, most people never get to go do. They don't ever leave their state, much less go to 40 out of the 50 states, you know. That is true. Yeah, just a lot of traveling and, you know, meeting up at the same tracks with the same people. Just kind of weird scenario, I guess. Yeah. But, um, that's man, awesome. I wouldn't change it for anything. That's awesome. And I appreciate the time, man. I know you're busy. I'm going to... We'll, we'll definitely catch up soon. I, I want to get a Loretta's report on this, too. So um, Yeah, and uh, if you'll be at Loretta's, you know, I'll definitely come stop by the tent to take us a picture. I know. I, I wish I was. Uh, actually, I kind of, I don't know, maybe for like a day or two, but I don't think I can do the whole week anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a grind. It's, it's going to be a struggle for me to get away for the 10 days. Yeah. But I had made a point that we were going to go do it this year. Hopefully, uh. I don't know if everything lines up right for the next couple of years. We'll go do it some more. I'm going to, I'm going to try to uh, start working with my little boy. He's getting to where he wants to start riding more. So I want to start working with him and see if we can't let him race sometime soon over there. That's awesome. No, it's really cool. It's a family sport and it's the, the next generation always, always happens. You can't stop yeah. it. So. Um, yeah. He's, really cool. a, he's a little ripper. It goes pretty good. He's not scared, so but he's just having fun right now. And if he wants to go fast, I'll help him. Does he understand how how cool his daddy is when when he was racing? Yeah, uh, he's kind of he's figuring it out. Like obviously, he, he says I'm washed up right now, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's kind of like he's they watch the YouTube videos and all that from back in the day. So they're like, oh, you 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 were good, Dad. You used to beat Tomac. You used to be this one, and you used to race with this one, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I've beat them before." Oh, that's cool. Because now we all we watch the races at night, you know, the the pro races and stuff, and they're they love Chase and uh, Jet and Tomac and Anderson, and then I've told them like, "Yeah, I used to race him, and I've I've beat this guy and this guy," and so they they're kind of figuring it out that oh dad used to race those guys yeah that's that's cool that's Where actually, before they were just like yeah my dad rode but they're figuring out you know the extent of it that's insane cool. that's such a cool memory you can like share with them too so yeah good deal dude and they see all the uh all the trophies i have in the in my mom's shed just piled up so uh recently sawyer and i my youngest one that rides we uh this past year, we went to, uh, I guess, maybe 10 races over the last seven months. And we started us a little collection of trophies, he, he and I saved up. So what's about? Just making memories, yeah. really. Honestly, it's just making memories and just having fun at the track with, and just, I don't know. It's just, 
that's why it's in the blood. Like we can't quit it because it's so much fun. We remember that one time. And, and, like oh, you remember, yeah, we get you, to the track, they unload their bicycles, and they go, they go play with every kid on the on the on the property. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like as a kid, you can't beat that. You can't, and it wears them out. It's a huge playground. Exactly. They come back tired. They want to sleep. Yeah, and it's good. Like it's wake up, do it all again nothing in the sun. We're glad you're back. We're definitely glad you're back. Yeah. So. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, having me on, and I'll uh, I'll definitely go stop by the verb tent at Loretta's. Definitely. Wes will be excited. I'll let him know you're on your way. <laughs> Sweet. All right, man. Yeah, Thanks. Oh, Wes, in a long time. All right, Troy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. See All right, Lance Vincent. That was a cool interview. It's been a while since I've talked to Lance, and it sounds like he didn't really keep touch with, with many people from this industry when he quit. Um, he just wanted to go home and he was over it. So it's cool. He's coming back to Loretta's and racing next week. I'm going to keep a close eye on it. I think he's going to be really good in the plus 25 class. Obviously it's, it's always a stocked, stocked class full of talent. So, but I think he's going to hold his own. And the fact that he gets to go spend the week with his family and his, his two boys, like, it doesn't get much better than that. So uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch with Lance, and we'll get an update from Loretta's pro- probably coming up. And, yeah, that was cool. So, and he remembered me. We I forgot about the Chili's night that we had. It was fun. We had the whole crew there. So I remember that. Next up, the squad update with Derek Kelly. This is uh, a tell-all here. And all of you people that have been crapping on him because of your fantasy team, well, I hope you feel really bad about yourselves because uh, he's been going through it. So here's DK Dog. Yeah, how's it going, Trey? DK Dog. Yeah. Yeah. You sound so excited <laughs> about it. Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. <laughs> hey, so um, it's been a little bit since we've chatted. So, um, so let's go back to Supercross. You had the best Supercross season of your life, um, so far anyway. Um, you had a lot of big goals. You accomplished some some uh, new career best. Um, you had high standards as well. Um, then then what happens at, at the Salt Lake finale? Yeah, so uh, Salt, uh, the whole Supercross season was pretty good. We, uh, we built. We built it, or I guess we built throughout the year, and continued to um, improve every round. And and I managed to stay pretty healthy, um, and it was solid. You know, like you said, career career best season. Um, and uh, we had high goals, and and uh, I wouldn't say that we quite reached them, but we definitely, you know, you aim high, and then you know, like you say. Uh, shoot for the stars or, or whatever you land somewhere but um it just it's tough to come off of a season like that and then um coming to outdoors tough so salt lake i ended up making the main event for the shootout and literally the the first section coming into like before the mechanics area i got landed on um by another rider on a weird kind of like we were all single in the corner and they just kind of jumped it onto my back and immediately pretty much ruined my both of our races and i ended up getting up finishing just kind of um bike was pretty bent up so i just kind of did what i could for the rest of the uh main event and last which was sucks for my first shootout main event but um and I'm going back, hanging out with the team, getting ready to head back to the hotel. And I went to the bathroom, and I was—I <laughs> ended up being straight blood. Oh my god! Yeah. So I looked down. I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And I ended up going to the to the emergency room, and they admitted me and did some CT scans, and they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me or they couldn't make a decision and they ended up keeping me until like Wednesday of that week. So obviously outdoors is coming up 
we uh, were kind of behind the ball on testing. And we had all that scheduled for that week for outdoor testing. And I ended up having uh, surgery where they, it wasn't like um, they didn't cut me open or anything, but they did a cystoscopy and um, put me under anesthesia and all that stuff. So ended up having a bunch of health problems from that. And it just set me back before Paula. So I ended up getting back home, getting a second opinion from a urologist and they ended up saying, Oh yeah, you bruised your kidney, which it happens. And, um, I don't know that many people know I had an injury a few years ago and I ended up losing my spleen and my left kidney. So I'm, I'm only down to one kidney right now. So we were definitely taking a little more serious when you have a kidney injury. Yeah. So that was just kind of a whole debacle that we had to go through before the start of outdoors. And um, I ended up having two days on the bike for for the outdoor suspension testing. And, and we had we been on the old model that we ended last year, I think it would have been a different story because we had a bunch of testing and had a baseline from, from last year that we could have just thrown together and, and went racing. But with it being the new chassis and, and all that stuff, I we didn't have time we didn't have time for a test day or anything. So they kind of just threw some suspension together and and we went racing. But it was kind of kind of tough because not only was I hurt from the crash at Salt Lake, I ended up having another big one at Glen Helen and banging up my other shoulder, and it was just. It was just no good coming into the first round. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I either have told you or I, I wrote it a couple of times, just like with the injury you had in the past and now this, like you shouldn't even really been out there to start the year. Like you, you're probably not feeling too good health-wise and body-wise. No, no, that's that's what sucks. Like we, we had, we obviously discussed maybe sitting out that round or a couple rounds to kind of get testing and then get healed up. But at the end of the day, like it's just not me to sit out if I'm physically able to, to ride, whether I'm not at a hundred percent or I'm whether I'm at a hundred percent or not. So it's just tough. It's tough to sit on the sidelines, especially at like local races, like Paula Hangtown, Thunder Valley, like the close ones. Yeah. Yeah. When Go ahead. you can actually ride. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. Like you, you got you got it out. Like even like when you had the Salt Lake thing, I was messaging you, and you're like, "Dude, I'm in the hospital still," and like no one even knew any of that. And obviously, you probably didn't want to let people in too much until I begged you to to do this and set the record straight for people. But th- I mean, there's a lot of people asking what's going on with you, and I. I it's amazing you're even racing and um, even being out there, especially in such a deep class. It's it's a different summer this year too. Right now, the class is super stacked and it's deep. It's like everybody's put in the work this year and everybody's coming out swinging. So it's not easy to even even get inside that top twenty. Like last year, I was pretty easily able to like crash in the first turn and then then make it all the way back up into like eleventh or twelfth. And this year, it's like, if you don't get a good start, you're, like, pretty much stuck behind a, a group of, like, 17 factory bikes, so. Right. Yeah, and... and- I, I feel like if... I'm, I'm definitely making huge improvements. Like, we're grinding every week. Like, the team's working really hard to get the bike set up to how we need it. And um, I'm putting in the work with my trainers and... And we're definitely making improvements. Like this weekend, I felt like it would have been a really good weekend, but it was just horrible luck. Yeah, I was going to get into that. Um, Washougal did not go the way you had planned. Uh, first, kind of go like, are you like percentage wise? How how do you feel like? How healthy are you right now? Well, after this weekend, not not as high as I was coming into the weekend. Okay, yeah, it just kind of <laughs> fluctuates. Yeah, so um, I was feeling pretty good coming into the weekend. Uh, most of the health stuff's pretty much taken care of. Um, yes. I 
and the bike's bike's working better, but I'm just struggling a little bit with um, an arm pump problem, mm. which sucks to admit. But it's definitely not my fitness because I'm definitely in better shape than I was last year. So it has to do with something like whether I'm riding the bike a little bit too holding bike hold on to the bike a little bit too tight, and or just something with the new chassis that might be a little bit too stiff so we're we're still working on that especially having these two weeks is going to be great coming into unadilla is arm pump something you've had in the past too or is it kind of new um for these last couple of years no especially outdoors um it's interesting indoors indoors i've i've had it a little bit because you're obviously just holding on so tight and maybe not breathing so well but um just um outdoors now since 2020 i kind of figured that problem out and then um a lot of riders will tell you like some some years it just, it just fluctuates that's interesting I'm, it's like never you never can understand it like an arm pump it can just happen or it can't and there's really no fix to it it just no it's super frustrating like you'll you'll be good like mentally your muscle like your whole body will be solid and then you just can't even hold on to the bike it's it's super frustrating like your your heart rate won't even be at threshold you'll just be <laughs> just kind of riding and like you can't hold on to the bike you're coming to the corners and you're, you're getting whiskey throttle and it's just it's the most frustrating thing in the world well, it's kind of nice that you get a get a break here um, in the schedule for the, I guess, the Loretta summer break. Um, yeah. You're going to use it to heal up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty beat up. Like, I can go through the weekend. Like, I actually had good starts, um, which is a first for the year. So, just um, first moto, I got a good start. And, and then about halfway in, I came together with another rider down the hill. And it took me out down the hill and ended up um, hitting my knee on the ground. And it, I don't know if I hit a rock or what, but like, not only did I hit the ground hard with my shoulder and head and got the wind knocked out of me, I hit my knee and a rock went through the, the kneecap of my my knee brace and cut my, my kneecap open. Yeah, it's like when it rains, it pours. You can't. I guess everybody has to have a season like this at some point in their life, but it's just you, when you get something going your way, then just stuff keeps happening, and it just yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody says you make your own luck, but sometimes it doesn't quite feel like that. Yeah, and I I would assume it's really hard to stay positive through all of it. No, yeah, it's like it's really easy to get down on yourself, and and then you start start searching like the whole team is super supportive but everybody's trying to get back to where you need to be you know and, and you start looking at stuff and then you, you start digging and, and maybe you're pulling on strings that that don't even have anything to do with it and, and it can get you into like a tailspin in a certain sense but at the end of the day you need to just button down and, and look at the problems with a clear mind and and try to solve it you know yeah, with how you feel now, um, is is this break going to be enough to finish the last three? Um, is, I mean, just closer to where you know you can be, like around the top ten area? Or is it kind of you need to just be in survival mode until the SMX playoff races start? I think that I'm going to finish out the year strong. I'm pretty confident that um, health-wise I'll be good by the end of the week. Um I'll be riding probably Thursday or Friday. Um, as far as the bike goes, I think we, I think we kind of narrowed it down to what a couple, couple um, settings that we can change and get it back to maybe feeling a little bit like last year's bike. Mm. So once we get that figured out, I think the arm pump problem is going to go away, and then my speed's good. I qualified better than I have all week, and I'm not really or all year and. I'm not really a qualifying guy, so Hold once on. we Hold once on. we get those those couple things ironed out, then we'll be back where we need to be. You are a qualifying guy. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? 
What are you talking about? You're always a qualifying guy. No, dude. I'm, I always race better than I qualify. I don't know, man. There's been a lot of top 10 uh, heaters thrown in over the past yeah I've, I've definitely gotten i've definitely gotten better qualifying but i feel like if i look at at my qualifying versus my main event result or my race result it's always three or four positions better okay i was just saying like past couple of years it's like your name stuck out and it was just it was always practice it was always you put down a really fast heater but yeah i know you do race and i mean you do race well too especially this yeah. season that was career best you know yeah, it was solid yeah it was awesome so i know coach evans got you like i don't know he's probably got you working out right now as we're talking on the phone because you can't ever take a break <laughs> from it. um i'm kind of on his program just i don't do anything you just kind of I, I listen to what he says i just don't do it yeah you just you look at the program and you're like oh that's cool yeah like if i have time i'll get to it but i never get to it you know yeah it's easier that way <laughs> I, I I understand the feeling sometimes. Like you get done with a big day of riding, I'll get done with a big day of riding, and it's like you know I don't really feel like going on my but uh, an hour long bicycle ride or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's just it takes too long, an hour, like you know, like I don't know. yeah, I'd rather just lay down. <laughs> well, um, so these playoff races coming up, you obviously you're going to get as many points as possible. Until then. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's done them before, obviously, but, uh, you know, how do you, how are you going to, do you have a plan of attack yet or just kind of just go in like a regular race and just, is there strategy? Uh, yeah. Like you said, nobody's done them before and nobody really knows what's going on. And I got a feeling that, um, the people putting it on don't really know how it's going to go either. So, right. um, at the end of the day, we're all racing dirt bikes, so what What can you expect other than you're going to show up? There's going to be a dirt bike track there, so um, I think everybody's going to be dealing with all the same obstacles, and, and it's going to be new for everybody, so I think it'll be fun. You're just gonna, it's going to be a big track. I think I, I kind of understand how the feeling, like kind of how they're going to build it. I think it's going to be similar to a hybrid Monster Cup style track. Um, the format's going to be different, um, and it'll be it'll be interesting in the first round for bike setup. So yeah, no, it will be. I think. Well, here's the thing: like, there's Supercross specialists. Um, there's guys who shine in outdoors. You're a bit of both. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of guys who are a bit of both. So for a guy like you, I think you'll you'll benefit from that track layout. No, definitely. I think that. Um, that's definitely going to be, it, it's going to suit my style good. I do bigger, I do better on the, the bigger supercross tracks or this, the, the bigger format, like the football stadium and the, uh, the NASCAR style, like infield style tracks. So, uh, it's going to be fun. Like I'm just focused on, obviously you have to think about what's coming up, but right now I'm just focused on getting some good results to finish out the outdoor season. Yeah, three good tracks coming up too. Um, yeah, I love those tracks. Yeah, you you like Dilla? Yeah, yeah, I like Dilla. I like I love Buzz Creek and uh, Iron Man's one of my favorites. I hear that a lot. It's my home race. Like obviously Red Bud's farther, but I count Red Bud as my my home race. But mm-hmm. Iron Man's like an hour closer. And I, really, everybody loves it. Yeah. No, and it's probably the coolest. One of the coolest. Um, grounds like the the location how it's in that little bowl and you go up the hill like yeah. where that godzilla jump is it's huge and i just love it like the dirt is pretty similar to like a west coast style clay and it gets kind of hard back and choppy so i feel right at home there yeah the jumps are huge i will say that like even that new tabletop they put in the past couple of years like uh yeah that red bull jump right in the middle is like massive i know so, I mean, I guess that's fun for you guys, but it's fun to watch, for sure. Yeah, that's no, a fun track. Yeah, it's going to be good. And I think I'm going, so we'll probably meet up. I mean, we, oh, if, I, if I go, I will meet up. That's the thing. I will. Nice. So you'll, you'll probably, to you. Yeah, you'll do really well then, I think. 
yeah, just having you there, and then we'll just have to fly you out to all of them if I do, do super good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, remember, uh, well, you probably don't remember, but I did a, a vlog with with Hep at Indy, and and Kenny went out and won. So it just oh wow, it happened. That was definitely you have to take credit for that one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I let him know all the time. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when you won that race because of me? Yeah, exactly. That was all me. So, mm-hmm. well, I think uh, we definitely learned some stuff today. I saw some uh, some people asking on Twitter, like, "What what's going on with him?" And it's just like, uh, it's, yeah, the, the dudes on Twitter are brutal. Yeah, don't pay attention to him. I mean, I you got to set him straight. You know, I thought about replying. Nah. And, but it's just not even worth my time. This is the reply. Now they can listen yeah. to this and and just see what's going on. No, I get it. I ruined their fantasy team, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm ruining my own career by <laughs> yeah. Yeah, having horrible results. So. How dare you sabotage their, their team, man? I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, how dare I? Yeah. Nah, don't yeah. worry about it. It's, uh, it's just a game. I haven't even played it in a while because I yeah. don't have time, so... Anyway, um, yeah, thanks, man. Um, we'll meet up soon, and um, yeah, just stay positive. You know where you can be, and uh, yeah. the squad's got your back. I appreciate it, bro. All right. Thanks for the time, buddy. Of course. All right. See ya. Yeah. All right. There you have it, people. Derek Kelly. He really shouldn't even be out there racing. Like, I've been writing about it, and uh, it. I mean, the fact that he started the year like that, like fresh off the hospital. And then the actual crash they had at Glen Helen he was talking about. I had heard about it when it happened. He actually was like laying in the bleachers there. So it was not a good one. Not a good one at all. So I think he's going to turn it around these last three races and uh, head into the playoffs strong. So that's my athlete, Derek Kelly. We're still sticking behind him. He's a good dude. So, all right, that'll do it for this week's pod. I want to thank... My best buddy ever, Wes, for giving me this platform for uh, for everything he does for me. And I want to thank Derek Kelly for being on and being a squad athlete. And also, special thanks to Lance Vincent for coming on and telling his story. Uh, we'll be back next week with another pod. Thanks for listening. See ya. <laughs>